Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm Courtney. And I'm MK. How are you today? Well, here's the thing. You know how I'm a little bit dumb? Sure, sure. Dan gets really angry at me when I say I'm dumb. Like, he gets, like, genuinely upset that I call myself stupid. But then I do things that I don't understand how he could possibly not think I'm stupid. For instance, my computer is a tablet computer two-in-one that came with a very expensive stylus that I lost in October. <laughs> well, no, I lost it in September and then found it in my car. And then I lost Ooh, it again I remember in this. Yeah. And then I lost it again in October. Mm-hmm. And then we moved. And I was convinced that that was the end of it. And I hadn't replaced it yet because I didn't want to replace it until I finished paying off the computer itself because sure. it's expensive. Money. Mm-hmm. So yesterday... I was sitting on the couch that is in my office up here on the third floor, and I dropped my pen that I was grading papers with. So I reached in between the couch cushions to pull out my grading papers pen. And no. with my grading papers pen, I found no this that, okay. has been in betwe- that has been in between the couch cushions since before the movers brought it here in November. Well, you know, it happens. <laughs> the good news is I have my stylus back and I don't have to pay for a new one. That the is bad great news. news. The bad news is I've actually had it for the last whole six months. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's good. And that is about where my mental state has been for this entire, entire last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, how about you? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, aside from um, having to give my computer a break, so start breathing and stop panicking, um, and losing my notebook that I just put by the door instead of any of the normal spots I would have put it before we started recording the second episode. Um, I'm okay. I got back Friday night from my second travels. <laughs> so I was in Nashville all last week for the music business conference, which was excellent. I got to see my Fantastic. friend Aaron. I um, love it. To college with. Yeah. And, um, Deb, who is my mentor, she is down in New Orleans. Um, yeah, it was a good time. We saw some of our writers. I met some women that I'd like to make our new writers. I and, love uh, that. I went to like four museums. I went to the Opry. I cried. I went to the Ryman. I cried. I went to the Musicians Hall of Fame. Probably would have cried, but didn't have enough time. So, All right. you know. Um, but yeah, so I am still kind of becoming a person again after that my like body is off entirely um my brain is off entirely my mental state is off my sleep is off but 
slowly but surely it's all coming back together. And um, I'm just trying to take it a day at a time. And tomorrow I'm going to see a show what that show is nominated for a couple Tonys. I'm going to see a doll's house. Oh, which I know nothing about aside from that. It's basically like just, they just stand still and talk to each other. I don't know the story. Um, I know that you, like you don't know the actual story, the play a doll's house. Oh no. my God. You're going to love it. That's what Noel said too. Um, so very excited about that. I have, I have a lot of friends that work at the Hudson. Um, so which is the theater it's at yeah so that's uh i'm gonna go do that tomorrow and i'm very excited and i don't have to buy a ticket which makes it even more exciting no i am on friday i'm going to see a patriotic pops like uh like Boston Pops, but Patriotic Pops. Yeah, it's a, like the Buff the Phil Buffalo Philharmonic Orchestra and Chorus doing their Memorial Day weekend concert oh, thing. Fun. Um, so we'll see that on Friday, and then Saturday night I'm working at the show. I'm not seeing it, but it's the Kenny Awards, which are like the local nice. version of the Jimmys. But that is either. Mm. The Jimmys are like. <laughs> It's like a nationwide high school level, like Tonys, mm-hmm. basically, and like the kids who win at the Jimmies often like go right to Broadway, and the kids who win at the Kennys mm-hmm. often get into the Jimmies. So the Kenny Awards are on. Nice. Gonna be. Um, I'm also going to a show on Friday. <laughs> um, I'm going to. Well, I haven't bought tickets yet because I'm getting rush tickets on Friday. So mm. fingers crossed. Yeah. But it's open for a few more weeks, so hopefully I can still get rush tickets. Um, I'm going to see the Thanksgiving play, um, which I think is going to be really good. It's got Scott Foley, Darcy Carden, um, a couple other people. The guy from This Is Us. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who the other girl is right now. Um, but that's that's my payment for Noel to Noel for keeping my dog. While I was gone. Love that. Um, so, yeah, just just trying to live it up the theater world. I'm off on Thursdays, so I'm going to sign up for the lotteries and see what happens. So, who knows? I might be at shows all week. You never know. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, while I'm trying to keep my spirits up, can you give me some spiritual guidance? Absolutely. And in fact, it actually goes back to shows because it is a quote from someone that I met a year ago this week, actually. Um, But when I take good care of myself, it lifts my spirits, boosts my confidence and makes me feel strong. When someone tries to throw me shade, it bounces right off. I look those haters straight in the eye, keep my chin up and shoulders back because I know I'm a fierce queen and they know it too. Alyssa Edwards. Love it. Love it. Um, Because a year ago, I met Alyssa Edwards um, at, well, her show um, when she came to do a drag show here. And Justin is just absolutely one of the kindest humans I've ever met. And he and I talked Mm -hmm. for like an hour after the show about being teachers and what that meant to us and how like it is more than just a job. And Alyssa Edwards was always one of my favorites on the show, but like I wasn't like crazy. And then I met Justin and got to like talk to him as a person and not a, like his 
on the stage persona. persona. And yeah. I was like, I just adore, adore Melissa Edwards. Everything about it. I love that. So, and that was actually a year ago yesterday that I met her. So, oh, gosh, I love that so much. Yeah. Well, some other things I love so much. We are talking today about American Horror Story, season one, episode seven, called Open House. Um, also, happy June. It is June 1st. Yeah, June 1st. So, Woo-hoo. happy Pride. Enjoy. It'll be a good time for, for all. A good time will be had by all. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything is different than the last week that we've spoken. Oh, good. Good, good. <laughs> so, the number one song is We Found Love by Rihanna and Calvin Harris. Um, I'm going to skip the movie. I'm going to go to the book first. <laughs> the number Fantastic. one book. That's my mic. Um, the number one book is Zero Day by David Baldacci who I think might just be one of the crime, like, crime fiction writers that I just don't, I don't vibe with. Nothing against him. We, I was going to say, we've talked, we've talked about him on yeah. the show before because we both are just like, I, I, I appreciate it, but I don't get it. He writes like a book a year and all of them go to, like, get awards. All of them do very well. Yeah. And so, good job, David Baldacci. The number one movie, if you can recall... It is November of 2011. Indeed, this film is Breaking Dawn, Part 1. And it has been quite a minute since Twilight has been mentioned on this podcast. (laughs) Which is so funny, because if you notice, my hair is a different color. So I went to see Monica to get my hair done on Saturday and she was like, tell me all of your theories about American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were, and it's funny because I was talking about people that I didn't have theories about yet. And one of them was Larry. <laughs> and she was like, oh, just wait. Oh, oh, there's so much, so, so much left <laughs> uncovered. Oh, I, I believe it. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, so uh, fun times, fun times. It's the height of the height of Twilight. Um, I was trying to um, remember. I was trying to remember when I saw that movie in the theater, and I remembered that that date in my life, and I had a flashback to something that I will absolutely not be discussing on this podcast. <laughs> um, I'll ask you uh, after. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, only saw the last one in theaters. The last one is the only one I didn't see in theaters. I saw the first four in theaters. Well, and the I took one. care of it for you. Um, and the problem was that my boyfriend at the time went with friends, not with me. So right. then I refused to see it out of spite. And then I just never saw it. Well, my mom, we may have had this conversation, but my mom and I watched, binge watched all the movies together because she read all the books and then liked the movies. So we binge watched the movies together and went to the midnight premiere or went and saw a midnight showing of Breaking Mm. Dawn Part 2. Like, because we had just finished Part 1. You know, the only movie that actually has nothing to do with the book it's based (laughs) off of. So I, uh, she really wanted to see part two and we finished it at like eight o'clock at night. And I was like, you know, that's in theaters right now. And she was like, what? And we looked it up and there just happened to be a midnight showing and we went. So on a whim, 
So it's the only one I've seen in theaters. I love it. Um, On this day, I just grabbed some stuff. Um, There was a Syrian uprising. So that was probably pretty tragic. Yeah. There are a couple birthdays. Lisa Bonet and Maggie Gyllenhaal. I mean, there are other birthdays. Those were just the two that stuck out for me. Um, the most popular baby names were Sophia and Jacob, which like tracks. Um, and oh God, yeah, because what year was that? 2011. That was the year I graduated high school. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about my students. I have Sophia's. I don't have Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah those, like my his- students because because my students were born between 2009 and 2012. They're real people. You have real people in your class that were born in 2011. That's yeah, fine. yeah. That's okay. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I'm gonna take a nap and an aspirin or something. I get off of here. Um, and I'm just gonna go to history. bed. It'll be 8:30. Been <laughs> <laughs> Um, our history throwback is in 1920. Is when uh, Countess Countess the air the air, Australian airline. How do you say it? Qantas? Qantas. Qantas. Yeah. There's no you. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> well, this is the year Qantas was formed. Nice. You're I mean, right. The, there's the not a you. in 1920. There's, you're right that there's not a you, but I've never heard it pronounced like there wasn't. I'm very, I don't actually have any idea. Well, as I started to say it just now, I realized I don't know that I've heard it pronounced. So... <laughs> I couldn't like picture a time. Yeah. No. So <laughs> I think I've only ever heard it pronounced by other people who are as stupid as I am. Mm. So that's helpful. If you know how to pronounce it, please send us a voice note on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And tell us how to say it. Um, the director is Tim Hunter, who just looks like a cute little professor. Um he is known for The Failures, River's Edge, The Saints of Fort Washington, and a movie called Next that came out in 2020 with James Slattery. I do not think I've heard of this, but it I've heard like of something. zero of those things. Right. I haven't heard of the rest, but it's a movie called Next. It looks kind of psychological thrillery and has James Slattery in it. And I was like, I feel like I should have heard of this. So yeah. I'm going to look more into it. In the future times. Okay. Um, fun fact, his birthday is June 15th, which is the same as my sister's. Love that's that. Only fun fact. Sorry. Um, I feel like I really set that up and there's nothing else coming. Um, the writers are Ryan Murphy and Barrett Falchuk, so no one knew. And okay. the editor is Robert K- Kamatsu. K- Kamatsu? Um, I think is how you say it. He's known for his name sounds really familiar to me, and I can't really figure out why. He's mm-hmm. known for Miss America, the one that, the one that came out in twenty twenty, A Dog's Journey, Halt and Catch Fire, and The X Files. So I'm wondering if I may have heard about him when I listened to the X Files podcast. Maybe, but I did not deep dive enough to figure out like what his role was in that. Got it. Um, and because I missed a stellar opportunity when I should have covered. Old Mora and Young Mora in the same episode for cast members. I did not. So this week, 
we're going to talk about Alexandra Breckenridge, who plays young Moira, since we already talked about Frances Conroy. Um, she is more well-known than I thought. She's yeah. known for Virgin River, This Is Us, and The Walking Dead. So to be fair, I didn't finish season one of This Is Us, and I have not seen the other shows. I mean, she's also known for American Horror Story. So like, that's where I know her from. Um, I can tell you exactly what I know her from. That is none of those things. And that is that she has done an absolute shit ton of uh, Hallmark movies. Ah, that tracks. But also, she was in She's the Man and Big Fat Liar. I probably would have seen her in that, but it's been so many, so many years since I've seen those movies. But there's just no way to know. Um, she's also a professional photographer. She is fully nice. tattooed and has to put on a lot of makeup to cover her tattoos for all of her filming. And she's that. also a huge horror fan, but she leans more towards psychological thrillers. She very specifically said she does not care for the uh, Final Destination or Saw movies. Her nope. four, four of her favorites are Rosemary's Baby, Don't Look Now, Amityville Horror, and The Shining. Um, I have not seen... Okay, I've only seen The Shining, but I know Rosemary's Baby, and I know Amityville, and I don't think I know Don't Look Now, so I need to look I it up. don't know that one either. Um... But yeah, so uh, let's do this. It's open. So we start in 1994. Is that not the same year as last episode? What is the year in for Tate stuff? No, 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 no. Huh. Yep. Okay. She must have moved out right after the stuff with Tate. Yeah. Because these people live in the house now. In right. But that's why I was so confused because I was like, yeah. is that not good, the same year? Okay. So I didn't even think about it. Didn't even notice. I was just like, yep, 1994. Great. Um, yeah. Good catch. So we go back. We have a flashback of Larry and Constance. Um, she is no longer living in the house because he is living in the house, but they're chatting it up and you can hear they have some type of relationship. And we learn about her third child, Bo, oh, who she has regard. vaguely referenced in passing when she talks about how only one of her children was perfect. Aside yes. from like murdering everyone. Um, All right. So it turns out she has this third child named Bo, who it's it's a very sad story altogether. She uh, keeps him locked up, chained up in the attic because he's deformed, and it seems kind of really. He kind of reminds me of Sloth from The Goonies. Yeah, yeah, and so it's really sad. And then he. 
she starts vaguely talking to Larry about, you know, what you have to do type thing. And it turns out that uh, he goes upstairs to Bo in the attic and he gives him the perchance, what is it? Um, Hamlet's um, soliloquy to sleep perchance to dream. Yes. He does the soliloquy and then smothers him. Just straight up, just strip murders him. And uh, that's where we get the credits. Yeah, so Larry is a fuckwad. I mean, Constance isn't great either, because she's in on it. Well, okay, yes, but also the... At the beginning of that scene, she's on the phone and she like leaves the mm-hmm. phone there and Larry asks her what the phone call was about and she says that they are going to take Bo away from her and lock him up. And so in her mind, she's giving him mercy. Right. Which, so like which so like yeah, that's why I'm saying yes and no. Like she wasn't like maliciously, I'm going to go kill my kid now. But also, she kept him chained up in the attic. Correct. So, she sucks, but probably not because of this moment. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not. But, but like, why not just, like, run away with him then? Why not move to another state, another country? Like, she has money. I mean, can she really just, like, get away, though? Um, how much of her money, like, is tied up in, like, I don't know, reparations to the families of all the children her son just murdered? But is she liable for that? He's dead. I don't know. I don't know how that works because I've never murdered anyone. Right. Correct. Um, yeah, so who knows, but... I, I feel like there were other options. I don't feel like that was the... We were no, there sure, there sure were other options. I just don't know that there were necessarily a ton of better options. There were just definitely yeah. other options. But maybe, I don't know, you just shouldn't have left him chained up in the beginning and you should have like, taken him to doctors and gotten him help. I don't know. I Just, yeah. just me. But also, like, what does it say about her that none of her kids were okay? Did she have them all while she lived... Did she, were they all birthed while she lived in that house? No, because Addie wasn't. A lot of, a lot of strange things afoot. A lot of Unless, strange things afoot. Yeah, I don't fucking know. I don't know. Was or mm-hmm. was Addie or was Addie part of the murder house? We see her outside when the twins go in there, but we don't know who lives there. But also, like, Addie didn't really have anything like overtly like wrong oh, like she, she had I mean, down syndrome but she had down syndrome she was, and okay she could talk she could move like Bo yeah. couldn't really be around society because he couldn't talk no no rat. i'm just talking about the fact that so she has Addie who has a um deformity in the sense i mean down syndrome is a disability right. is a deformity she has Bo who is clearly deformed and then she's got tate who is mentally deformed right like but i can also having... see like even if addy was out of the house like one off one off could be a thing you know that's if, that's if true two were, were born in the house um 
But yeah, I'm not sure that's discussed in this season. I'm not sure that's discussed at all. If it's discussed, it's in this season. I just don't remember if, it, if they talk about it. Um, I don't know what you just said. You did not go through the mic. Oh, no, I was just saying that you said you have no idea what's going on with that. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know. They might talk about it. It's been... It's not really been that long since I rewatched this, but it feels like it's been less. You don't. Than a year. You don't remember what you had for breakfast this morning. That's I do because I bought new breakfast bars. Very nice. So, I made a conscious effort to buy granola bars for breakfast so that I would eat breakfast. That's the only reason I remember. So um, we're in we're in the today times in the present. Um, Viv's the doctor for her checkup. She's convinced something is wrong. So she's, uh, sorry, I, like lost my place. She's like talking about all this stuff and she's like, how's it going? What is this? And then we learn she's having twins. I just said, I'm sorry, what? Are they little ginger twins? We're going to find out. And uh, is it just going to cycle through which ghost is in her stomach every time she leaves the goddamn house? We'll never know until the end of the season. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we, we will know. <laughs> we will know. Um, we go back to the house and today is open house day. And there's this guy named Joe coming to see the house. And I know quite a bit of Joes, and usually they're all right people. This is not one of them. Not I one of the good Joes. I know a lot of Joes, and none of them are great people. Mm. See, mine are, mine are good people. Mine are good people. No. I mean, all of the women I name, know named Joe. Great. All of also the men. A good woman named Joe. I don't know a lot of women named Joe. But... Both, both of my grandmas are named Joe. Yeah. Um, all of the male you know, I, Joes. I know a couple of gra- grandmother types who are named yeah. Joe. And they're um, fine. All, yeah, all of the male Joes I know are mm. not great. Not great. Well, this guy's in that category. Yeah. Um, he sucks. And they have this whole conversation back and forth, him and the real estate agent, that I'll never remember her name, probably when Marcy. I Marcy. Marcy. Um, and they like are real hard on the gay jokes and like not in a friendly way and yeah it's not fun this is not friendly this is not nice but no it was not she just wants to sell the house because like she was friends with them so it's not like she would she was she was but she also seems like just a judgy person in general oh for sure you know she's judging everyone and she knows all the town gossip like that is absolutely no question so, like I said, he's the worst. And he comes in, and they get into the house, and Laura's there. And he's like, oh, my gosh, do you come with this house? Gross. <laughs> but Viv's like, yep, sure does. Take her with the house. And uh, he starts talking Which about- I think Viv was trying to be helpful. But then again, Viv thinks Moira's an old lady. Right. I think Viv is oblivious to that because she can't see her as a young woman. Right. So I think she just like didn't even pick up on the um It was like not even a sexual joke to her. Right. Um yeah, so he starts talking about 
taking out the gazebo and putting in a pool. And she's like, yes, dig up everything in the backyard. And I was like, wow, Maury, you're pushing hard to get your bones out of there. Like, you are having to go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she's going through this whole thing. And then we send Joe on his way. They go back to the kitchen. And in comes Larry. And he, they both, first of all, they both, like, go off at him about being in the house. Well, the Marcy does. Viv just yeah. is kind of there. And Marcy, he's like. Marcy has some, like, intense hatred towards Larry that I can't figure out if it's just her being an asshole or her, like, knowing who, that he is up to something. I think she's just judgy. I think she just saw his face and judged him immediately. Okay. And that, that's what I thought. Was like a homeless person coming in to get food or something, because that's definitely she, how she treated. She just him. like went to the gun way too quickly for me. Yeah, just pulls out a gun, and then Larry goes into this whole story about saving kids on a burning bus, and I was like, Jesus Christ! I was like, fine, whatever. And uh, which is weirdly closer to the truth than I thought it was when he said it. That's not. That's not. And. He uh, so he tells her he's like I'm gonna have this glass of wine and this snack. He's like, and then you're gonna show me the house. And he's like, and I'm he was like, because he was like pulling a gun on me when I walk in for an open house and refusing to show me the house, even though you have no idea what my finances are. Is a goes against the Americans with Disabilities Act. Right. And she was like, I cannot afford to get sued again. That was her reaction, and I feel like she gets sued a lot. Like I, that just she feels Look, like the kind of person she has to. Sued. She has to get sued a lot. Um, With the shit that comes you know, out of her mouth. She house, however, she can. Yeah. Um, so then they're walking through the house, and he goes, ooh, a fireplace. It's lovely. Does it work? And Fib is like, oh, she's like, yep, it's gas. Let's turn it on. Let's set it up. And he just pulls fire out with his match. He's, like, ready to go and, like, lights it. And you'd think someone who has issues with fire wouldn't be ready to just light everything on fire. But fine he, has, he just has um issues issues yeah i mean to be fair i also would have issues had i lived the life he lived correct absolutely um, this is the one i don't have any trivia heads up spoiler but this is the one goof that they did have when he goes to light the match before he like puts it into the fireplace or whatever you can already see that the pilot light's been set so hmm. yeah so it's fine it's fine. Um, so then we go to Vivian. Hold, in bed hold on. Before that, he makes a comment that is so creepy. He's like, "These this wallpaper is really shitty. You know what would be better on these walls? Murals. And Viv Mural. just agrees with him. And I'm like, doesn't well, that... That would hit me right in the ick. Like, that would make me be like, wow, I don't feel comfortable. This man thinks that he like he knows what's under my walls like that would just yeah i don't like it yeah but also like that's not something she has to lie about so she's just like like i'm sure she's lying about liking the murals but it's not like to the state of the house (laughs) so she's just gonna agree with everything she can that isn't ultimately detrimental i feel like right but wouldn't if somebody knew what was under your wallpaper and they'd never been in your house before that's a bit naive. Like she might be heart. the dumbest person on the show. But but bless her heart. I mean, she tries really hard to be good and do good things. 
<laughs> yeah. So then she's in bed and she is just having a wild sex dream. Excavic ex- what is the word I'm looking for? Extravaganza. Extravaganza. That's the one. Thank you. And uh she's dreaming of sleeping with the cop. She's dreaming of sleeping with Ben. Then she's like having a nightmare about rubber man. And then she like comes back to. And it's like poor Biff. That's just horrifying. And then <laughs> this was a an editing issue in my, in my book. This cutscene okay. to Violet and Tate didn't feel smooth at all. I don't know if maybe like it was the plot. Like I watched it on Hulu, so I don't know if like something happened on Hulu that like made it cut weird, or if you noticed it. I didn't notice it, but I was also watching it at work, so like I might have just mm-hmm. missed. It was the weirdest like cutscene because I literally had to go back and look and see if I had like skipped. Something. You know what? I had some weird issues with it with hulu and this episode in general and there was a time later where i only realized that it cut weird because dialogue like just stopped in the middle of a sentence so i went back and watched it and Mm. it had just been my computer glitching like so i don't know if like that yeah so i don't know if i just didn't notice it or if it you just had a glitch because i definitely did later it was like it was during it was during one of the like speeches oh it was during the toward the end with one of the speeches nora was giving and literally in the middle of her speech it just changed to a different sentence and i go that no and so i went back and realized that there was like a weird so well regardless of glitch or not we're with violet tate and she's trying to cut herself again and he full force is like stop it (laughs) He's just like, do not do this anymore. And yeah, she tells him, she's like, well, you used to harm yourself. He's like, but not anymore. And he's like, and you don't do it. And he makes her promise not to cut herself anymore. And she does. Yeah. We'll see if she like follows through this time. Yeah. I think she already also agreed to not do it and she's doing it again. All right. Um, and so they're sitting around chatting it up and he just says, do you believe in ghosts? And she's like, why would you ask that? Like, we all know he's a ghost in this room. He doesn't know. But the rest of us know. I don't know why you're acting so shady about it. Like, fine. And she tells him about this, like, dinner cheese. I didn't write down all my notes. I'm very sorry. So they're in the attic. (laughs) This is the scene where they're in the attic. And going through some old pictures and stuff, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's like, do you believe in ghosts? And she's like, I don't know. And he. Oh no, 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 this, no! I lied. No, you're right. You're right. Later. I. Uh, sorry. I like. No. I, I he, just noticed. Oh, he just. Page he just says. He says when this. He says this is when he says that he thinks that there has to be. He doesn't. He knows that there must be something real about the afterlife because mm-hmm. there's got to be a better place for people like her. And she's like, yeah. "But what about for you?" And he's like, "Well, now that you're here, this is the better place." I know. Oh, sweet baby angel. um so we go to she's telling him that she's got this dinner with her parents and how terrible it's gonna be and then we get to the dinner with the parents and she's telling them how she's upset with the cell she's upset with the divorce she's like i don't know she's like are you trying to tell me who i'm gonna live with because i you both make me want to kill myself like i don't want to be around either of you yeah (laughs) they're just like 
going through it and they kind of just let her rant and then she leaves and then so then they're talking ben Ben goes that could have been a lot worse yeah which like true could have been a lot worse right um and then they're talking about it and viv's like what if we don't sell the house maybe we should just stay here because she really wants to be here and ben's like absolutely not we're selling the house and then she's like okay well you're right we got to sell the house I'm going on the murder tour because I want to know everything there is to know about this house. And I was like, alrighty. That's a choice. That's a choice that you're making. Sure is. Um, So then Joe is back. I wrote him as the creepy guy because I couldn't remember his name in this scene. That's Um, fair. It's back. It turns out that, yeah, turns out that Mora had called him over to talk more about taking over the house because she's really into someone digging up her bones like uh, super super into it yeah and so she gives him a quote-unquote like tour of the house they end up in violet's room and she's like this is kind of a sad teenage girl room i would take it out i would paint all the walls red and hang a sex swing and i was like hold up that's a very bold decision correct Um, so so bold not quite as bold as when she just like goes down on him find the middle of violet's bedroom that's totally cool yep and uh so she's obviously young moira and then that was a really good scene where she comes out and she is old moira yeah and then we have a flash to ben and flashback to young moira again and uh it's just like a just a constant reminder of that she's not just the alexandra character she's also the francis conroy character um, I think she's probably more accurately. Like, I know she died when she was young, but I feel like her spirit is more accurately like the first oh, Roy character. 100%. No question. Like, that is who she is. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting, though, because I feel like she's the only one whose ghost isn't seen exactly how they were the when age they, they died. died. Right. Like, everyone else, it's not, it's not even just... Well, it's weird because so everyone else so far that we've seen, they're not only seen the age that they died, they also have their injuries from death, except Tate and Moira. Tate doesn't show any gunshot wounds. Well, well, we've never seen him without his his shirt off. Right. Well, they say that's why Moira's eye is messed up is because she was shot in the eye, remember? Yes, but, but... There's no hole, and we see the. There's hole no, the back there's of no head. hole, yeah. and you see the like, you see the gunshot, the hole in the back of Nora's head. All mm-hmm. the kids that uh, Tate killed are all messed up. The twins still have scratches yeah. all over their faces, so everybody's still like mutilated, except for Moira and Tate. And right. Moira's the only one who has any aging. Yeah. So that yeah. that that's an a weird I'm, thing that I don't know if it's a continuity thing or. I like would guess it's a continuity issue, but I'm going to guess of a better theory than if it's a continuity issue. I mean, I wonder I if it could, has to you do could with always, the fact. Yeah, I was going to say, with Tate, it could always be down to the fact that he doesn't know he's dead. Yeah. That's but what that, I was going to say, is I wonder how many of these people know they're dead. Obviously, um, what's-her-face does? Uh, Lily Rob's character, Nora. Yeah, because um, she offed herself. Like, does Bo really know he's dead? 
do the boys really know they're dead? I like, mean, Moira knows she's dead because she talks about it all the damn time. Right, and so I'm wondering if, like, if you know you're dead, if you can, like, portray how you feel like you should be perceived. But then why, you know that, like, then why wouldn't Tate? Because Tate doesn't know he's dead, so he can't change his appearance. But also, he would want to be seen as a teenager because he's now in love with, uh, what's-her-face? Yes, but that doesn't change why we can't see all of his bullet injuries. Oh, Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see if we see him with a shirt off and see if maybe we do see him. Yeah, I just, I don't, I, I don't, I think it's a continuity issue. I think that there I think it probably could, is. I think that there could be a good reason for it, mm-hmm. but I, I think that there isn't because <laughs> it just doesn't yeah, make I sense. Because like, I could see why Moira, if she was able to make her perception the way it is, she would appear to men because she knows that's how she gets men the best, but appearing as an older woman is going to do do better with women. Which, um, I mean, and that could also just be like a, a weird afterlife punishment thing that she can only yeah. appear to women as, but I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's probably a continuity issue, but I like that I'm going to make a new role for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so creepy guy's here he comes out ben is there and ben is like why are you in my daughter's room and then he's like i'm really thinking about buying this house and ben's like great let's do it and it's like that was very fast it was yeah. a very fast transition ben i would have a few more questions yeah ben doesn't really ask the right questions yeah as we can see from his uh psychology practice right and uh so then Mora goes on her way and Ben's talking to Joe and he learns that Joe's ready to just tear the whole place down. He doesn't want to like rebuild anything. He doesn't want to make it a new home. He wants to tear it down and use the land. He's like, I'm going to bulldoze it and put in an apartment building. And And I was like, there's going to be dope. I was like, there's going to be quite a few unhappy ghosts. Yeah. Because then like, we'll we'll hold that up for later. Hold that up for later. Um, da-da-da-da. And then Ben goes to talk to Larry. And he like Oh well no, we see him. we see Oh, because when at the dinner table, um when He talks about the deform she talks when, about the when, no, Yeah, in. when Viv says that people mm-hmm. came to see the house, she talks about Joe and then she talks about Larry. Right. And so he goes to see Larry to tell him he knows he came by or whatever. And he's like, I told you to stay away from my family. He's like, this is it. He's like, I'm leaving here. I'm going to the police, blah, 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 blah. And Larry's like, let me tell you the truth. (laughs) He's like, you know, it's something with the house and not with just me. Like, sure. I'm a bit messed up too, probably because he seems to be, but like, this is all very different than the story that people are told. So we learn that Larry didn't actually kill his family. He, was probably um mentally like disturbed by the house but he fell in love with constance who lived next door still and he decided he couldn't live without her and can you still hear me okay yeah okay my headphones are starting to go out and so they're like battery low i do that you kind of cut out again so i'm just making sure i didn't also cut out um you're fine your headphones now your mic is not connecting. 
Yeah, no, your head, your headphones being low apparently ruined my speaker. You know, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we learned that he didn't actually kill his family. He's in love with Constance. He goes to tell his wife that he's ready to leave her. He's going to, or he says, I'm in love with Constance. I have to be with her. And she's yeah. like, are you saying you're leaving us? And he says, no, you and the kids you're are leaving me. And this is her, because this is her house. Right. And she's like, you're going to bring her to our house. And he's like, this is her house. <laughs> a lot of issues. So as a result of him telling her she had to leave with the kids and he did tell her, he was like, I'll take care of you your entire life. You don't have to worry about that, but I have to be with Constance. He, she lights the bedroom on fire with her and the kids in it. And he and got so his face from going in to try and try. save them. Yeah. Because also um, the woman who played his wife, I don't know if she'll be back as a ghost because i don't know if her ghost being in the house is necessarily important to the plot mm-hmm. but that actress is one of my favorite people i just adore yes. her can you remind me her name um i can't because i don't know what it is okay. um but she was in the show devious maids yes and That's now she's open and now she's the lead in Ghosts. Do you oh, know the U.S. Ghosts? The U.S. Ghosts. Yeah, I know it's the British show first, but the U.S. Ghosts. Yeah. She's the, I think the I lead. got canceled already. Did it? I think so. That's so sad. It's really good. I haven't watched the U.S. one. I started the U.K. one, but I haven't finished it. The U.S. one? I don't know. I didn't watch the U.S. or the... Is it Susan Sarandon? Is that her name? No. Oh, no, she's it, a whole different person. I also recognize her face. She's in that same era. Oh, Rebecca Wysocki. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, no, she's incredible. She's really good. Um, forgot she was in Devious Maids because I went down the um, Desperate Housewives track after. Um, no, <laughs> CBS, re- CBS renewed Ghosts for his third season. It did not get canceled. Oh, maybe the maybe the UK Ghost got canceled then. Oh, because I was going to say, because no, the US one is so funny. No, the UK one did get canceled because it has an end mm-hmm. date on IMDb. Got it. That's what I knew one of them did. I just yeah. assumed it was the US since the BBC one had been on for longer. Yeah. But, alas. Um, but yeah, so... So we learn about his wife, etc. And he tells him that he needs to buy the house. He wants the house. He's going to be like mm. the house guy or whatever. How he referred to himself. Um, yeah. But he was like, I need to be there with my wife. And Ben's like, absolutely not. You're a lunatic. He's like, you're lying. You never killed your family. You never killed Hayden. And I was like, all right, well. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You did. All right. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to call the cops when I leave here. And uh, that's, oh, I I explained the flashback. I didn't even realize that in my notes. I'm sure. Yeah. I think I think I got everything. So Ben tells him that the house is going down. And um, he's like, I've got a new buyer and he's tearing the whole thing down, which of course he panics. Yeah. Um, Larry does. And then that's the end. And ben thinks he's won. Oh, yeah. So. Now we're at the murder tour mm. and it starts at oj's house oj simpson to be exact <laughs> and um 
This is kind of a funny comment because um, Ryan Murphy also directed the 2016 show Amer- American Crime, to- American Crime Story, American Crime the O.J. Simpson trial. Yes, uh, yeah. he also did that. That was his. That was the first um, show that he covered in American Crime Story was O.J. Yeah. So this um, our our pal here. Also, my favorite. <laughs> My favorite thing in the entire world is the fact that we all know OJ did it. Sure. Allegedly. Allegedly. But because mm-hmm. it's allegedly, he never actually um, was kicked out of the Buffalo Bills Hall of Fame. Um, so yes. at the stadium, there's a, a giant pennant for OJ Simpson. <laughs> because you know what? He was a really fucking good football player. Right. Just a really bad person. Right. Um, and even though allegedly. it's alleged that he killed anyone, no, no, he was actually a bad person too. I can say he was bad. That's been proven. <laughs> I mean, the best is that the fact that he did end up going to jail for stealing his own memorabilia. <laughs> moron, moron. Yeah. So I, because I watched the show more than thirty seconds ago, the rewatch that I did. I had forgotten yeah. that it started out at his house and I was watching yeah. it and I was like, are they saying that OJ killed them at murder house? And then I realized that we were not at murder house right now. Correct. And I had a whole brain issue. Um, but then I, I've never been to OJ's house that he killed his wife at allegedly, but I have been to OJ's house that he lived at when he played for the bills. <laughs> love that. Love that. Um, did I tell you I'm trying to go see the Bills game when it comes? Yes, you did. So they're playing the Jets? Mm-hmm. I assume they're playing the Jets. It's in Jersey, so I would assume that means they're playing the Jets. I mean, to be fair, the Giants are also in Jersey. Um, but yes, they're yeah. playing the Jets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we she went to hear these new stories, obviously. And here's the rest of nora and charles's story and nora is obviously devastated that her child is dead and so she's talking about her mother's funeral and how she's wearing the same gown for her baby's funeral and then charles comes down there and he's like we don't have to worry about a casket she's like not an open one because you've been it's been treacherous what you've done our child looks like a demon essentially she needs those words but but I, i don't know that she I mean, to be fair, whether he had messed with the baby or not, the baby did re- was returned to them dismembered. So there was never any chance right. of an open casket. No, there wasn't any chance. But he also did some crazy stuff with it. Right, right, right. Um, and so he tells her, he's like, no, no, the baby's alive. It's in its crib. Go see it. And so she hes- hesitantly goes upstairs, as she should. Yeah. And opens the curtain and the baby is not there and then she slowly turns around and we hear hissing which is not a good sign um and goes downstairs and tells him he's a genius and at this point i assume you like me thought she'd lost her ever-loving mind because i thought she had bought into this new baby for a minute oh no i've seen this i've seen this and still thought he was like she was buying into it um, so she asked him what happened. And he said he used a beating heart from one of the girls that he um, gave an abortion to. And 
he's saying how all this stuff and she's like you're so smart you're a genius she goes i did try to breastfeed him however and uh he won't drink milk and we go to her shirt and it's just bloody because apparently he wants blood not milk and then she hugs charles and tells him how great he is and then shoots him in the head and then turns the gun on herself yeah because as you can imagine there is a monstrosity in their house and she cannot live with herself for having this underground abortion clinic along with this right like at that point also like her child is dead her husband is dead everything that she believed in is a hot mess like she's Mm -hmm. done things that she feels awful about like at that point how do you how do you even attempt to keep going on yeah i i don't know i don't know that i could either um but now back in the present day after we've seen the how the house has revealed itself we are at the doctor again mm-hmm. and Viv is just asking for every imaginable test we learned she's yeah. already done an amnio she's now asking for a cvs test which i don't even know what that is i've only heard of amnio correct um, yeah i'm with you on that i have no idea and the doctor's like everything is totally fine i don't know why you keep asking she's like it's not gonna make you feel better she's like it is it is gonna no, but, but viv's but viv says mm-hmm. like viv's like every time i'm home i feel fine and then as soon as i leave my house i'm not okay anymore well it's because you're okay. cool. but yeah oh yeah i, no, I that's, followed i followed your train yeah but that's because your ghost baby is actually a ghost that can't leave the house so it, it it dies every time you leave the house oh my god what if it actually dies every time she leaves the house and that's why it's a new fucking ghost a different ghost in her stomach every time that's a wild theory that one is not one that i actually think is real that is just like the most <laughs> wild shit that popped into my head because i was like first it was the That's demon bear and now it's the twins and that is wild what if it actually kills them because we know they can't leave right and uh wild. she does ask the doctor to confirm that there's no hooves and ben panics he's like what and the doctor's like, no, no, this is normal. I don't know if this is in the first part or second part. No, the, the, no ho- the no hooves, the no the no hooves part was in the twin finding out it was twins part. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and so she's just like really concerned about this baby because obviously yeah. weird things are happening. Correct. Um, and then we go to Constance, and she received a letter from Larry that says to meet at their house, and this is a really good scene by jessica lang where she's wandering around the like basement and she's giving like essentially a monologue but she's talking to larry about all this stuff and yeah. then he comes out of the shadows as he does yeah. and she's like oh i recognize you from looking in my window like she didn't know him 20 years before like correct right okay, he does he does look the same on the face i mean yeah. his hair is, his hair is gone but the side of his face that's not burnt is still the same face like way to be rude you know this is larry um but fine and he tells her he loves her and then they need to get the house back and she's just disgusted by him yeah granted he did kill her child because she told him to so i like probably would still hold that against him i mean and she Um, clearly she clearly is a little more vain than we really want to have to acknowledge for sure so even if she ever liked him which i don't think she did um i think she sure doesn't now oh yeah 
So he's telling her that they're selling, and she's like, great, fine, no problem. And he's like, and they're and they're gonna tear down the house. And she's like, oh, like that changes things. That that's where the problem comes in. Yeah. So then we go to Violet, who's in the attic, and she finds Bo, who rolls a ball to her and says, play. And she freaks out, of course, because there's something or someone in the attic that she doesn't right. know is there. And Tate comes out of nowhere, as always, and tells him to go away. Yeah. And she's like, what is going on? What's happening? He's like, it's fine. You just tell it to leave. It's just the house. He's like, it listens if you tell it to leave. And she's like, okay. Um, so she's like, you really know a lot about this house. He was like, yeah, I explore after all my sessions. Which is technically true, but not the only reason he knows about this house. And then he uh, is showing her things he's found. And so he has some stuff from like when the doc, when uh, Charles was there, he shows her yeah. some pictures of baby Thaddeus before he became a monster child. And then and he's showing her a house from when Nora was there. And then she sees the dead nurse again and she closes her eyes and she tells it to leave and then it's gone. Yep. And then we go to Constance, who goes to visit Joe. Jesus Christ. And he is the biggest prick in the world. I hate him. Yeah. Um, and he, whenever she approaches him about the house, he's like, what do you want? How much money do you want? I know you saw that I'm spending all this money to get this other house and you want to get out of it too. Like, obviously that's not it, but fine. Like, right. Way to assume. Um. So she's trying to like talk him out of it, and he's like being so misogynistic and he so quite literally says he only speaks to women for sex, money, and to make him a sandwich. And since she's not in the kitchen, she can get out. Yeah, I was like, burn his house down. Um, like, also, I then left work after watching this episode and made <laughs> my boyfriend make me a sandwich. Good for you. To stick it. Just kidding. He absolutely offered and I would have done it myself if he hadn't been already making one. But like, fuck the patriarchy. He can make me a sandwich. Right. Just to get back at Joe. Right. So we have a brief moment with Tate and Ben where they're in a session. And Tate's saying how much better he's feeling. He's like, maybe it's the meds. He's like, I'm not having these crazy thoughts anymore. I'm feeling much better. And Ben's like, yeah, I can totally tell. You're doing mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, our session's ended. And he's like, okay, cool. Everything's like hunky-dory. And then Ben's like, BG dub, since our session's over, we're wanna... off the clock now. I need to yeah. talk to man-to-man. Yeah, in this very unprofessional manner, because that's not how therapists work, but that's fine. Um, he's like, how is, he's like, I'm worried about Violet. Can you keep an eye on her? Like, he's not the only one protecting her anyways. But, right but like Anna. he's like he's like if anything's wrong and not like normal teenager wrong but like actually wrong yeah. like, please tell me and Paige just goes i wish i had a dad like you because then maybe my life wouldn't have turned out the way it did and i was like yeah no he did have a dad like him and then constant shot him so 
<laughs> he had a cheating philandering dad too <laughs> well yes but cheating and philandering is not good not qualities i would advise right. not i'm not i'm not by any means promoting that lifestyle but it doesn't necessarily make you a bad dad right and which is what Viv correct. has always said about Ben. She was like, you were a terrible husband, but you weren't a bad father. Right. Um, and I, but I think, I don't think that's true of Tate's dad. I, I would think, guess not. I think he was just not a good person. That's yeah. I think he was also not a good person. Um, and then we go to Constance and Mora, and Constance comes in the house looking for Tate. And she's like, well, she's looking for her son. That's what she says. Yeah. And so she's wandering around, and um, and um, she's talking to Mora. Mora's like being all like off the cuff about stuff, and then yeah. she finally tells her, "Oh!" And then she runs into Tate. So she just keeps going. She runs into Tate. Oh well, she because she like, does she tell? Not yet. Oh, not yet. Oh, okay, okay. Because she comes back down. Yeah. yeah. And so she sees Tate. And she's telling him. She's talking to him. Yada yada. And he's she's like asking him things, and he's like, "I would have been better." He was like, "I know what's wrong with me now." It's that I hate my mother. And I was like, well, that's a little harsh. Probably not wrong, but also a little harsh. Right. And she goes to visit Bo. And she just constantly calls him my beautiful boy. And I'm sure she did not say that while he was alive. But we realize that she's saying her goodbyes. Because she tells him people are going to come take him from her. And it's going to be fine. And then she comes back down, and this is where she tells Mora's making a big deal about it. Like, or she's like, why are you making such a big deal about everything? The house yeah. is getting sold. It's going to be fine. And that's when she tells Mora that he's not remodeling and redoing the house. He's just tearing it down and leveling it to put an apartment in. And she's like, he lied to me. And she's like, yeah, men fucking lie. I don't... And so she's mad, and now they're conspiring. As they should be. They have, like, a real weird love-hate relationship. They do. They honestly, like, if they ever put aside all of their differences, they would destroy the world Absolutely. together. Absolutely. It's probably best they don't like each other. Correct. <laughs> pulling my mic down. I don't know what's happening. Um, so she invites Joe over. He's like, are you sure no one's here? And she's like, yeah, sure. They're all asleep. No problem. She's like, let's go somewhere quiet. So she takes them into the basement. You know, the haven of Yeah, chaos. yeah. Correct. Um, and she starts like seducing him, yada yada, goes to go down on him and just bites his dick off. And he of course panics and then Larry comes in and suffocates him. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. <sighs> the number of times that I've thought, you know what would be the best punishment for that guy? If somebody just bit his dick off. But also, that would be so difficult to do. Like, physically? Yeah. I mean, it's happened before. It has happened before. And obviously, like, I've heard of, like, rape victims doing it in, like, a defense thing but i feel like if my fight or flight wasn't in full gear i don't know that i'd have the strength well you think about it her fight or flight was in gear because if he tears down this house and bear and like puts it in an apartment building there's no chance she's like the ground is covered yeah, yeah. you can even accidentally dig her up she's yeah, stuck there forever forever that's not you're not untrue i don't know it's just and larry 
kills because if he because if he tears down the house, what if his like wife is gone or if these apartment builders are coming in, he can't be there. Like who knows? I don't know if it's for her what his wife or if it's for fucking Constance. I think it's for his wife now. Do you? I think because it's to save the house. Like I think he would still choose Constance over her, but I think he can't live with the fact that could they potentially be gone if the house See, I don't know because when he says that it's the only way he can be with her to Ben, I'm so sure he's talking about Constance. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but I think I think that's kind of last resort for his wife. Like, because if mm. she's gone with the house, then like, there's literally no other options of Constance. I don't pay for this. Yeah. She might not hate in ten years. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm still. I'm, I'm. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. So then we go to Vivid Violet, and she tells her. She says, it "Looks like we're selling the house." There's this guy who's very interested. Um. And she's like, "What are we gonna do?" And she's like, "Well, we're gonna go stay with Aunt Joe." Who yeah, is probably a good Joe. And uh, yes. Violet asks. So then Violet's like, "What about Dad?" And she's like, "He'll be fine. He's not coming with us, but he'll be fine. We'll figure all that out." And then Violet, she's asks, like, "I honestly like, I don't even know." She's like, "This is never what I wanted. I don't know what the right answer is. I'm just doing the best I can." Yeah. And uh, so then Violet asks her about love, and Vivian tells her about love, and she's like, "Why?" And she's like, "No reason." And then she yeah. t- starts showing her pictures of that she found in the attic with um, Tate. And she's like, this is the old house. This is the people that were in it. And she's like, this is that Nora and the Dr. Charles. And Vivian sees the picture. And we get a quick flashback to the woman when she met Nora. And that's when she met Nora. And she realizes they are the same person. And I Which just is- put, dun, dun, Which- dun. <laughs> yeah, well, because on the murder house tour, Stan said that the room, like the the rumor, the haunting is supposedly that Nora wanders. I mean, to be fair, a fuck ton of other ghosts also wander around, but um, always a murder tour story. Like, yeah, they're like the Nora still wanders around the house trying to make up for what she did. Yeah, she she does. That's that's true. That's true. So that's that's the end of that episode. Um, it was you know I don't think I said the rating. It was a little bit lower though. It was seven point eight out of ten, which mm-hmm. I think may not be quite accurate. But I think because it's less intense than last episode, it went down a little bit. Yeah, but last week was what only seven point nine, right? Yeah, but I feel like it should have been rated higher than last week's episode. But I think because there wasn't as much action in this episode as there was. There the other. was definitely not as much action. I also think there was a lot of like you didn't really get a ton. I feel like you got a little bit of sprinkles. I feel like it's the beginning of like trying to build to the end. It's like sprinkling. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's like bomb dropping yet. Right. Like I don't think it's the highest rate of the season by any means. Just like comparatively, I think the only reason it's because we both vehemently disliked what they did with last mm-hmm. week's episode, and so I think that we're comparing it just in terms of our own personal feelings toward the episode. But I think in terms, I think in terms of plot and actual information given, I do think the Tate backstory was more appealing to people. 
Yeah, I think that's, I think you're probably right because the, I mean, Tate and Violet have been through this whole thing. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, who do you want to punch in the face? Do I have to just pick one? <laughs> yeah, save some for me. Um, I'm going to go with Joe. Yeah. 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 That's fair. I mean, for all the reasons. Right. Um, I went with, because I knew you were going to go with Joe. I went with Charles because this man has lost. Oh, his that was yeah. that. I knew he was fucked up, but like that was too much. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, Who's your MVP? God. My problem is I just don't like anyone. I know. Um, That's why it's MVP for this episode, not for the whole series. Right. I think in this episode, I'm going to have to go with Constance. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the her motivation. And I don't fully, I still don't fully really know everything if her character is just so confusing to me but her desire to make sure that this place that her kids are trapped in the afterlife doesn't leave and the lengths that she will go to to protect them in a way she was never capable of doing when they were alive feels like like i said like i don't know her motivation for it and i'm not necessarily sure it is pure but it almost feels like she's trying to be make up for the fact that she wasn't a good mother and do the things now that she couldn't do then and that feels honorable yeah i think that's very fair and i very true um yeah she is very staunchly protecting her children in the afterlife Right, because it's not about it for her. It's not about any of the other things. It's not about no, yeah. Moira. It's not about the house. It's not. It's literally the idea that she can't have Tate and Bo anymore. She lost Addie, and Addie didn't want to stay on this side, and yeah. and now she's going to lose Tate and Bo too, and it's too much for her. Yep. Um. So my MVP is maybe a strange choice, but I have a good reason. Um. I picked Tate. And I picked Tate because he is probably the only reason that Violet is still alive. Oh, for sure. He, he, he was, is, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's strange. Cause that was one of the other people that I was considering. Like he is protecting her, not only from the house, but also from herself. Mm-hmm. And no one else is paying attention to her to an extent to matter. Like they see her like outburst and then they like tell her things, but otherwise they don't really like, they're not doing a good job of helping her, which I mean, she's not opening up to them, which doesn't help either, but right. And I mean, there's only so much you can do for, to help a teenage girl. Right. I mean, cause teenage girls are the worst. Truly. Um, um yeah. And, so, uh, and there's always the sense, uh, I mean, cause the thing is the things that she needs help with are bigger than either of them can really do, but they don't see her. And luckily Tate is actually trying to help her because a lot of times that kind of girl is the kind of girl who gets herself into a lot of trouble because the one who sees her as a guy who doesn't really see her or care for her her and manipulates Mm -hmm. her 
And in a way, Tate's manipulating her, but it's uh, it's unknowing. But like it's, he's not. It's yeah. not. He's not knowingly manipulating her. He's just too too unaware himself to know. He's too naive to know what's actually happening. But he right. thinks he's really doing the best for her, and he's trying. And and, and he is in his own way actually protecting her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you have any predictions? Um, well, I'm going to, for the time being, continue with my wild ass theory about, um, the ghosts cycling through Viv's womb. Um, because mm-hmm. that's just the weirdest shit I've ever come up with in my entire life. Um, I love, I love the theory. Um, oh, um, my favorite moment that we didn't talk about was when. Uh, Constance told Moira and Larry they needed to get Joe off the property before he died so that she didn't have to see his ghost ever again. Yeah. She was like, I do not want to run into him. Um, I have a prediction that uh, Larry's wife and children are in the house somewhere. Um, I... I feel like we have to see Tate's dad at some point. Like, he got shot in the chest in the house. And he's connected to all of these other dead people in the house. And yet, somehow, we've not seen him at all. So, I feel like that is still something that has to be taken care of. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, Well, I will tell you... My one little hint for next week. I'm just going to tell you the title of the next episode. I know it. I don't care. I'm telling you anyways. Okay. And that's because, that's because, you know, when you tell me it, I'll tell you why I know it. It is Rubber Man. So Monica was like, I will not tell you anything about the episode. I will not. She was like, I will not even let you look at it on Hulu because the picture will spoil it. Um, but I need you to promise me that when you watch it, you will then immediately call me. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't wait for the podcast episode to come out to know your thoughts. Ugh, she should wait like everyone else. Except that she did start the podcast, so maybe you should call her and tell her. <laughs> oh, that's fine. But yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be a wild one. It's going to be interesting and uh, things are going to happen. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. And uh, if you have thoughts or questions, concerns, complaints, please email us deathandaliens at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social media at Death and Aliens. You can find me at CECloud13. And you can follow me everywhere at EMKAY underscore superstar. And we've made it to June, and now we will see you for our next Sci-Fi Sunday. Bye! Bye.